Hey everyone, this is Jocelyn coming at you with another edition of Elite. Today, my guest is Beth, Brad Rasmus, and I already, <laughs> already tripped over my words. Um, Brad um, is a holistic health coach and a ketone biohacker. A little history, uh, we, we connected online, and um, Brad is actually coming to us all the way from Australia, so not like down, down the road. And as we start to to chat and get ready for today's recording. Um, turns out we have a couple of people in common in, in our local neighborhood. So um, first and foremost, Brad, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. No worries, not a problem. Uh, it's been great to, great to connect with you. And yeah, the world is certainly fairly small when you realize how many people you've got in common, that's for sure. That is true. And, and I wanna clarify on that point. We actually know these people in the flesh. They're not Facebook friends in the Facebook land, they're actually people that we've interacted with, had conversations with, met, hugged, inspired, like real people. <laughs> so I wonder uh, if those weird. days, throw, remember throwback, uh, well, yeah, I love those memes when they come up, throwback Thursday to something that's happened. Remember when we used to hug? It's amazing, <laughs> hey, such a cool thing, loved it, really cool. Wonder if we'll do it again one day. <laughs> we will. Oh my gosh! I, I know we're already offline, but I will come back to that. Um, I just before we got on this call, I was actually doing a Zoom dinner with my family who's in the state, and um, my son is not not with me right now. He's at his dad's, and I was like, "Gosh, you know, I, I miss that too. I miss that hug." And my little guy is a total hugger, so. Um, I am looking forward to seeing him this weekend so I can get my hugs in and my, my physical touches. So anyway, totally side note, come back to, come back to what we're here for. Um, so, <laughs> so Brad, um, hit, first I really want to ask, um, what got you started in as to be a holistic health coach? What was that journey for you that got you there? And then also share with us a little bit of what ketone biohacking means because honestly I have no idea. Sure. Uh, okay, so what got me there? Uh, I broke my back. Didn't tell you that yesterday, but I actually broke my back in my teenage years, and that's what got me on the road because uh, essentially got to a stage where prior to me even getting the stage where I have the skill sets that I have now as, as a holistic health coach, that's just a name that I gave myself based on different tools I've got in my belt. But basically I decided that I wanted to take responsibility for my health um, above and beyond what I was doing by always looking for the answer within someone else. So basically, I had back pain for a lot of years, couldn't work out what the challenge was, was constantly always seeing uh, physiotherapists or physical therapists, as you guys call them, and chiropractors and doctors to get more drugs to reduce the pain. I just didn't know what was going on. And essentially, um, yeah, that then led me into the 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 the, um, the pathway of me then going to university and getting an exercise science degree and learning how to fix myself to then basically get to I guess creating a career out of helping other people uh, achieve their optimal level of health. So uh, so yeah, hope that explains that. Yeah. But um yeah, so it was it's been an interesting journey, but I think that a lot of health professionals out there have got a similar sort of journey in that they basically had some sort of a challenge within themselves. Any sort of it doesn't even have to be a health professional, but someone that's a some sort of a coach has got some sort of journey that they've gone through and and worked out and and have uh, improved their ability to respond with, and then that's then taken them on to the next step in wanting to help other people, which is I think a pretty cool way of doing it. Yeah, but. You know, and you sort of let, let the cat of the bag. We did talk yesterday and getting ready for today. Uh, this is actually not your first journey into having a business. No. So, so basically, yeah. So when it comes to uh, the first things that I did, that, that led me into being a health professional. But then essentially when it came to me taking the next step of actually wanting to really be an entrepreneur and have different things, multiple streams of income and things going on, the first thing that, um, that I really did that sort of opened up the doors for me was that um, my wife and I, when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend, um, uh, were living in Japan. We were living there for a few years. And we basically decided that it was time to leave. Uh, she's American, I'm Australian. We were living on neutral grounds, essentially, and we wanted to take the long way home to wherever home was going to be. So we decided to um, 
to travel for a year and a half and just to really see if we were right for each other and we were going to get married and all that sort of stuff. And we decided to, to take the long way home and create um, basically a travel website that would allow us to travel the world as much as we possibly could for free. That was the ultimate challenge. And the way that it worked out being able to do that is that we were inspired by a guy who was writing blogs before the word blog was even around and Facebook and social media just didn't, didn't exist. But basically this guy was writing a blog called um, letmestayforaday.com. This guy from uh, Holland and he'd been doing it for two years and he was just basically traveling around and staying at all these places uh, all around the world people's homes for free and he was just writing up what he'd been doing for the day and my entrepreneurial side then really kicked in and it was sort of like you know what if I could come over here and start a, a, a personal training business because that's all I was really doing at that stage personal training business from scratch in Japan when I've been told you can't freaking do it it's impossible blah 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 if I can do that and put it you know build it to a really really awesome level where I'm earning a great amount of money and then I was able to actually bring along another Australian guy to come over and take it over for me whilst I go traveling. Um, I was then like, if I could do that, then I think we can create something out of this. So his inspiration led us to create a website where we focused on three things, accommodation, food, and um, touristy things. And we created a website that then allowed us to put all of this information on there so that once a week we blog about where we were at, where we'd stayed, what we'd eaten, what cool stuff we'd done. And, um, and as a result of us doing that, we had people coming to us wanting us to stay with them for free, to eat at their restaurant and to do their touristy things so that we could, we could be their third party validation and share what we were doing. And that basically allowed us to have an online business that didn't make us money but it saved us a ton of money because we got to experience all these things that we didn't have to pay for. But there were particular things where, for example, there was like three, I think there was three hotels that we stayed at over the time or backpacker lodges that were terrible and we paid them for it and we didn't write anything about them. We didn't want to include anything on our site that was crap. So, um, but essentially after a year and a half of that, it really then made me then realize, oh my gosh, the, Internet is ridiculously powerful and pretty much ever since then, I've always had a range of different things going on online um, for me as a health pro, but then also other things like involvement with ketones and a ton of other things that I've sort of made from scratch. Um, one of them being, that was a really good one, we did that for five years, was um, uh, a digital photography business for the ocean and for um, surfing. So basically my mate and I, he was the photographer and I was all of the computer whiz guy and all of the marketing. And we just wanted an excuse really to say to our wives, girls, we've got to go to the office. So we'd have to go for a surf, take some photos, all that sort of stuff. Oh, and it was great. It was fantastic. So I've, I've done a lot of that sort of stuff and made various amounts of money, made lots of amazing connections with people. And then, um, and then in the last part of your question, that then led me into um, representing an American company from Texas named Prove It that are, that are at the forefront of a conversation around ketones, ketosis, and the keto diet. Um, and essentially, there's a ton of people out there that know what the keto diet is and the benefits that it can potentially give people, but it's a really, really hard diet to eat, and I don't eat it. I'm, not, I'm never going to eat it because it's pretty hard. 75% fat, 20% protein, 5% sugar. That means can't eat a banana, can't eat an apple, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, but basically that then led us to then representing a company that makes a drinkable form of ketones and it's just completely changed our lives. So um, so all the way from back 19 years ago doing the, the travel website, Explore Now, um, explorenowworldtravel.com is what it's called, um, led me to then now talking to you online, I guess. So, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty cool journey. It's been a, a lot on their journey because there, yeah. but I, I want to though highlight there, there's, there's, there's a common theme, even though all of these businesses are a little different. Um, the common theme that, that I see is that you have this unwielding ability to create opportunity and continue to say yes. So can we talk a little, I'd love to talk a little bit about, what it is that drives you to keep going forward in, in all of the businesses because you've had multiple. Like what, are, what are the things that say, 
going to do it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, and it's more pertinent, uh, more ever than now, because we're in a situation where, you know, I, I love, I love the. I think I said it to you yesterday, but I love the, um, the, the idea, the mental uh, or the quote. Um, you know, ten uh, percent of life is what happens to you that you can't control. Ninety percent of it is how you react to it. And I'm looking at everything that's going on now as, sure, a very, very challenging time for so many people around the world. Very sad. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's unprecedented what's happening. But the big, big word. But there's a huge amount of opportunity to be able to do a lot of amazing, amazing things. Yeah, business-wise as well, but also with being able to connect with people like so many people like you and I are connecting where we wouldn't have in the past because we're spending more time online and wanting to reach out and do things with other people and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so you know, the opportunity for me has been that, like, there's a, a massive um, uh, audience of people out there that I really want to connect with that I can still bring, you know, share my gift zone to the world with regards to, to health and entrepreneurship and, and, and you know, different stuff. So I've, I've literally friended, like uh, I haven't friended people. I've had about 2,000 people that have reached out to me in the last week and a half and probably 90% of them I've got to sending a personal message to, which then led to us having a conversation that led to me on this call now. So I think that's sort of like you can create a lot of amazing relationships with people in a time like this. And if you then have the next sort of uh, level uh, in your head from an entrepreneurial standpoint, you can then be like, okay, cool, how can I actually also monetize this? How can I actually create like something that brings in an income for me, not only for now, but for a legacy income as well? That's sort of at least how my brain ticks over with, with that sort of stuff. And there's definitely a ton of people out there that, um, yeah, I just want to be mates with online. I don't, I don't have anything to do with them with regards to business. But then there are other people, you can just tell straight away if they've got that sort of mindset and it's like, we need to do something together because I think that we could we could make online love together. Let's do it. Something yeah. like that. So, um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. Well, yeah. And I also, I want to touch though on, on something though underlying of that, because I think it takes a certain personality trait for someone who could really jump in full board versus sort of waffling on that edge. Um, mm. I want to be, I kind of think, I kind of want to, but I don't have yeah. that um, Like, have you, have you felt that or have you always gone full board with all of these, these businesses? I mean, because you had, you said, you know, starting in your business in Japan when everyone told you no, but you did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, uh, uh, you know what? Let me just remind myself here quickly. I've actually written down at some stage all of the different businesses that I've actually been a part of <laughs> uh, or created. Um, so let me just see if I can quickly find it just to sort of remind myself. But essentially, no, I haven't always been full ball. Definitely not. Um, I think that, uh, you know, uh, belief systems, especially that have been handed down to you from your parents, can certainly have a big influence then on. Uh, the personality that you have and the way that you respond to different things that are thrown your way. So I think, you know, obviously with regards to business, um, businesses earn money. And if there was a problem that I needed a solution to that has been sort of brought into my mind, it was around money when I was younger, that um, when my, uh, when we had some challenges within our own family with regards to um uh, like my dad, say, losing his job in the military and then having to find new work, but then doing sort of substandard jobs that he wouldn't usually do to make the money. That then um, created a belief system with, within me that I need to be able to earn money and I never want to be in the situation that my dad's in. So that's been something that's been quite motivational for me then to know that I want to be able to have an abundance of happiness, laughter, fun, and a lot of that that I require to be able to do what I want to do in my life requires that amazing, amazing energy source of money. So if I can create different things that I can also have fun with and, and really enjoy that also bring in money, it doesn't really feel like a business or a job at all. It's just fun. And then you look at your bank account and it's like, great, I got rewarded for what I did this week, which is cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I guess that's probably where if, if we're getting deeper into it, that's where it would have sort of stemmed from. 
yeah, parental and, you know, um, it, uh, influences from your younger years are definitely influential, that's for sure. So, but look, even at this particular time now, like I've got, I was telling you yesterday, I've got a lot of stuff going on in my head about the different things that I want to do right now that to me there's just so many freaking opportunities I don't know where to start but I do know where to start because I think I was showing you like a uh, just sort of talking about like you know here's money in the middle what, what are all the different things that I have in my life that I've already created or I want to create to allow me to be able to connect with people and provide a solution to a, a problem um, that someone might have that can then also help me to uh, provide a solution to my challenge that I have of yeah, we need to make money to survive here as well You know, so if we can find uh, if we can provide solutions to people's challenges and it's uh, there's a mutual need then happy days, you know, so um, so um, But yeah, I guess I probably created like maybe five or six different businesses online businesses over the years and I've represented I think eight or nine network marketing companies probably worked at about 12 different gyms. I've uh, created a business in Japan and in America, like as far as working as a health pro. Um, so yeah, my mind isn't, it, it definitely isn't stopped by, like initially I might think, oh, that's gonna be really challenging. But then I've got this other, you know, nut in my head that then goes, awesome, that, that challenge is gonna be wicked. You should go out and give that a crack. Yeah. I don't think the person that might be like, oh no, that's too hard and da 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 da, I'm like, what are the stepping stones that I can go through to be able to get from that point to where it's like, no, nah, this is doable. This is really doable. Why not? Yeah. I think there's, so, there's a couple of points there that I want to touch on. One is, is walking through the fear factor. Um, because, and I, I'm not hearing that necessarily for you, but I do see that as a, a, like a stopping point for a lot of people, that limiting factor of, oh, I've never done it before, so I can't, or I've never done it before. I don't know how to do it, so I'm afraid to, or... I have people relax. It's the myriad of, of, of fear factors. On the other yeah. side of that, though, the, the other piece that, I'll leave that there for a minute because we can come back to that, but um, the joy factor. You, you talked a lot about, in this last, this last answer, um, about doing things that you have fun doing. And as a result, your bank account's growing. So, I'd love for you to, to talk a little bit about that and how that's played a role in you forming and or pursuing business opportunities. Yeah, well, you know what? This is actually, this is a, mir a mirror for me look, that I'm looking in right now that's relevant to my last coaching session that I had with a client last night because I went through and was teaching her about values and the values that she wished to up wishes to uphold within when it comes to her health. So we're focusing on her health, not business or anything like that. But that can be applied to business as well. And at least her number one value that she wishes to uphold for herself when it comes to health is joy. And I definitely say that joy is one of those ones for me with business. It's sort of like, if something comes my way and it's not gonna give me a level of joy to be able to do it, I'm not gonna do it. It's, it's just that's going to make me unhappy, which then leads to me being unhealthy and um, it's it's not worth doing. So with this particular girl, because uh, I think it would be relevant to a lot of people watching this, good example was with her, every time we would talk about her job, the body language would just be like, I hate this stuff. I hate my job. It doesn't bring me any joy. <laughs> so it's like, great. When are you going to quit? When are you going to start looking for a new one? She's like, well, I've never thought about that. I'm like, well, you better now then because, you know, you could die tomorrow. Why would you want to be on your deathbed going, oh, I wish I got a new job, you know, like pretty easy thing to be able to do. Um, and there are plenty of opportunities out there. And she got two interviews like that. and She never thought that was even possible. So I think it's so much of what we can and can't do is all up in this lump of fat that's up in our head here. And it's just a matter of, you know, being open to the idea of actually doing something that puts you outside your comfort zone. And because, yeah, magic happens outside the comfort zone. That's another one of my favorite quotes. I love quotes because they, they're easy to remember and then it can take you on a different journey if you repeat them over and over again. So, I, um, I have to get better at that. I have quotes that I love, but I can tell you that I know like bits and pieces of them. And, and they eventually come out, but not in the quote, but they'll come out in the conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I'm glad you talked about values. And, and I'm going to keep joy in this. In this too because you know for this particular client that you referenced 
the moment for her, she clicked, she suddenly clicked in her head. I hadn't thought about this. All of a sudden she released that containment of I have to be this. And, I'll, and I get to now explore what makes me happy. And what makes me happy brings, you know, does A, B, C, and D. And like you said, immediately job opportunities or opportunities arose. And it's not, in, in this case, it was job opportunities. I, I think it's important to, to stay on that point that when you stay in a place or when you're living in a place of what brings you joy and brings you happiness, that's when people show up. That's when doors open. That's an opportunity yeah. out of seemingly nowhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think, and that's, and that's why, why I wanted to, to stay on that point because I think it's a really important piece to, to sit on. Um, you know, like you, you know, when we were talking last night about, about your, you know, your website that you built uh, and how you said, okay, well, we want to travel and we don't want to pay for it. But yeah. Happened. yeah, it led to a it led to an amazing experience, and then like some other, like there's another one that we did that um, same again. It didn't allow us to make money, but it saved us a ton of money in that we um, so several years later, or a decade and a bit later, after we'd done our first big, after we lived in Japan and then did a, a year and a half um, world tour, um, which we'll never ever forget. We then did a similar thing with our daughter when she was five years old. And we went for seven months and we left from Australia and went to Japan. Then we went to you know, Greece, Turkey, Denmark, Sweden, Holland. And then we lived in Mexico for a couple of months. And then we went to the States to see our family there. Like we just did something out there as well, out there to the majority of people that would look at you going traveling for that long with your daughter who's five years old. And most people would then choose to focus on all of the negative aspects of what could go wrong. Um, I guess that's where, from an entrepreneurial perspective, that this, this is even one of, uh, wasn't an entrepreneurial thing. It's just the way my mind works. This is that great. There's a lot of other things that are bad that can certainly happen. But <laughs> why would you want to focus on that? That's a lot of wasted energy. What if? What if it could actually all happen and become a reality? That's when you've got that blank moment in a person's head where that question is asked: What if? And then people are like, well, I don't know. I've never thought about it before. That's where everything I think opens up and it's really cool to be able to help people I think punch through those those belief systems and get them thinking about other things because like what if this could be the moment in time that um, someone who's watching this now could actually do something that they get massive amounts of joy out of that also help them make money um, and allow them to create an amazing business that's online and then face to face when all of this craziness finishes like that's that's ridiculously awesome, but it might take getting out of your comfort zone to make that actually happen. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, yeah, that's where I think of the massive opportunity that is here and now that I think a lot of people are uh, missing out on because they're so focused on looking at their COVID feed, which is just bringing them down. Like number one thing that I'd highly recommend is like just go and change your prove it uh, sorry not your prove it change your facebook feed and make it full of a whole heap of really inspiring uplifting people go to their page like their page but don't just like it go and click on follow and then see first so that your feed in the morning when you open your phone is going to be all that um, and it's awesome because it'll then open your eyes up to completely different ways of thinking and you won't be then down and out yeah um, hmm. yeah uh, you know, something that I started practicing a, just over a year ago, personally, um, I, I got involved with a, a group online and they started, they did a 21 day magic. It was, it wasn't called a challenge, but it wasn't a challenge. But for 21 days, it was, uh, we followed the book, the magic, and it was all, it was all about gratitude. And every day there was an additional gratitude request. So it was a build from day one to day 21. And, you know, I, I sort of knew it, right? I knew that this sort of worked. And when I started to actually live it and imbibe it and, and live in that state of gratitude of what I already have, I, I could feel my own self. If I felt my, my happiness level rise, 
my door yeah. surprised and it wasn't and it was just simple things it's just like you know living in colorado we have sunshine almost every day um it started yeah. there it started with like you know just having the sun pouring in and warming my my bedroom and that was great yeah it's a great way to start a morning you know and, yeah. and built so i think that is also a piece that that comes that is, i think is part of that joy factor right um yeah. when, when you're Grateful for what you have, paired with following things that make your heart light up, that's where the things really happen. And I, I want to make this point, and is, so I spent, you know, my history, I, I spent a little time working in organ tissue donation. So I, I spent time talking with families just after they've lost a loved one. And they're reflecting upon their loved one's life. And those are also moments for themselves of that wake-up call of, Oh, but they never got to do X, Y, Z thing. Here's my opportunity. They, yeah. Entrepreneurs think like that all the time. Yeah. It starts today. Yeah. Didn't start tomorrow. Didn't start yesterday. You start today. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, opportunity, man. It's uh, it's 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 always everywhere. It's everywhere all the time. That's it's what. Yeah, makes it exciting. But I think in answer also to what you, you asked me right at the very beginning, like, do you ever not feel like you want to work full on and things like that? Yeah, all the time. There's definitely days where I'm like, probably more this week, actually, because I've just felt quite overwhelmed with like, wow, there's just so much opportunity. Where do I start? Like, and, and, and how am I going to best use my time? And and um, I think I was mentioning to you like another little quote or a law that I have in my head called Pareto's law where it, which is all about where can I put 20% of my time into what's going to give me 80% of what I want am I going to be wasting my time putting 80% of my time into doing Facebook posts versus actually spending some more quality time on something that's going to sort of take me to where I where I want to go faster mm -hmm. so um so I'm actually thinking of um I've had many virtual assistants over the years that have worked um, for me and I haven't had one in a while because I just got the stage where I'd systemized things pretty well and I didn't didn't really need them to do any extra stuff for me I was just creating work for the sake of having them just so I could say I had a virtual assistant but now I think I actually really need one again because I need I need someone to help me do some stuff so um but that's cool that's an awesome opportunity you know I mean that that that's uh that's there to do so yeah so um, yeah how do you organize yourself when you have those you know, like you just to use bread as law, like how do you determine what are those things that, that are gonna bring you the most output? What are some of your exercises? Uh well I think um how do I determine? Well I think like what I was doing before, I'm a bit of a mind map junkie. I just think it's a really simple way of being able to brain vomit everything onto paper and then be able to just sort of look at which things are what and then getting I'm uh, from um, uh, from taking a leaf out of the book of uh, NLP learning styles. I'm more of an auditory learner. I need to get verbal confirmation from someone about something. So I then sit down and then I'd ask my wife and go, hey, what do you think about all of this here? Where would you think that I should put more of my time and energy right now? So, um, so that's sort of one way I would do it. And then as far as organizing myself, then... Uh, you know, I use Google Calendar and I've got uh, uh, um, an organization system called Trello that I use. That's a free thing online, trello.com. And then um, and then I just basically spend the time, uh, what was I going to say? I also have another little thing that I use that I teach clients about called uh, the perfect week. And it's just an Excel spreadsheet, but sort of putting in with colors and all this sort of stuff, what you would want your perfect week to actually look like, you know? So if you're saying, I never have time to meditate and exercise, like, great, imagine if you did, where would you put it? What would it look like? Where are you going to fit the rest of your work around what you actually really want to do that brings you joy? So I've done a lot of that sort of stuff, and um, I'm pretty clear with how I want my days to look and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, helps me to organise myself, I guess. So, yeah, maybe a little bit too much sometimes. I'm sure my wife would say that to me. <laughs> so uh, just chill out, come and just do this and do that. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Nah, it's too exciting. There's too much stuff going on at the moment. I don't really want to sit down and just watch Netflix where, you know, something like that. So that's, yeah, I think that's the, the entrepreneurial spirit 
at its at its finest. I think yeah, a lot of people are like that. Yeah, I I, um, found, that actually, I found that to be the case. Um, my concentration level for things that I don't have a lot of interest in, like television, it just doesn't it doesn't capture my attention. Yeah, I actually think I put. I think something's relevant to what you'd asked me before then as well is that um, uh, what did I roll out of the womb with this mindset and the way that I think about things? No way. The belief systems imparted on me as a young kid, I think, then helped then influence why I wanted to start doing what I did with, with business above and beyond just working uh, for someone else. And, um, and I think that's what then led me to continually... Um, yeah, have that mindset of just like uh, not, it's not not so much a matter of like not being happy with what you've got. It's just knowing that it feels really cool to be able to uh, be creative and be right brain dominant with creating different things that help you bring joy. And that's sort of the same as perhaps sitting down and watching an entire series of something on Netflix that brings you joy. You know, I get lots of joy out of doing other stuff. So yeah, hope that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, and I don't want to dismiss, you know, I don't want to dismiss people who, I mean, that could be something that people really need to do to decompress, to get themselves re-energized. And I think that everyone has those practices, you know, whatever those may be. For me, you know, I know it's being in nature. I know that I need a lot of time barefoot in the grass, full on rooted in the ground. That's where I think, and that's where my creativity sort of sort of grows it's not really for me it's not sitting in front of a computer um but you know i'll do that at night when the sun has gone down um because i'd rather be outdoors enjoying that and that's you know, so everyone finds that that piece uh that, that kind of keeps them going i want to talk to, I, I want to go back to some you feel like you've got all this, this opportunity right now given given that we're in this space of being asked to social distancing, which basically really is physical distancing. I think socialization has probably changed its form quite a bit. What are things that are, you know, first of all, why do you feel that way? And what are the things that are sort of popping to you with opportunity? And not to give away your trade secrets, but what are you seeing no. as, far as, as far as trends? Well, funny, funny enough, I had it, ah, I just deleted it beforehand. Well, okay, because um, I was talking about this on a call with uh, business partners a couple of days ago that I just actually edited this page and deleted some of them. But off the top of my head, um, okay, so I think there's massive opportunity, and this isn't just from a business perspective, but it actually could lead into that, in that um, being able to learn something new that you've been, say, putting off for ages. So, for example, myself, I've been playing guitar since I was really young, but I haven't really learned a new song in a long time. But lately, because my my daughter's home and she plays violin and piano um, and recorder as well, I was like, you know what, I want to spend some more time with my daughter and play some music and have some fun. So it's been forcing me to get into playing more music again, which is really cool. Um, and then also, um, I, um, I want to become fluent in at least one language. And I can speak a lot of Spanish and Japanese. Um, but because of all the connections I've had lately with a lot of people that have been friending me that don't speak English, they only speak Spanish, I've been like, it's like 22 countries in the world that speak Spanish. Maybe this is the time that I should really get off my ass and get really good at it. So I've been doing that too. Uh, and that could lead into something completely different from an entrepreneurial perspective because then it will allow me to build my business, for example, in Mexico, which is the only Spanish-speaking country we're open at the moment. But if you can give me, same thing again, the way my head goes, if you can give me a tax-deductible reason to go travel to Mexico for work and I have to go surfing in between as well because we're doing business out law, then that's, then that's a massive opportunity that I think that can come out of doing something like this. Um, one of my other clients is an electrician. He lost his job. He's done very well for himself. He's got, uh, he's got enough money in the bank and he decided to come and join me in resitting uh, a course that I've done four times now in um, NLP, which you know very well about, neurolinguistic programming. So he came along and did this course with me and he discovered that he had these, he was really good at doing all of the actual NLP um, interventions and he had a couple of people that he helped to be able to get over their fears of public speaking 
soon as he's done with him, boom, the guy's gone straight to the front of the room, grabbed the microphone and said, I just wanted to test this out, see if it worked. This is awesome. Like just things like that. So my last conversation, last session that I had with this client of mine was he's like, I know I'm out of work at the moment, but this is the first time I've ever thought of the opportunities to do something different from a money perspective outside of being an electrician. I'm actually good at that NLP stuff. Maybe I should become a, uh, a practitioner with that. What do you reckon? And he said, I, I wouldn't want to do it with health because that's not my specialty and I feel like I've got a long way to go with that. But what could I do? So it, it ended up, led, led us to having a conversation around, cool, what are solutions that you could provide to different challenges or problems that people have got at the moment? He said, I'm bloody good with real estate and money. And I'm like, oh, my God, there you go. So essentially, he's now um, putting together a mind map of all of the different opportunities that he has and the knowledge that he has around those things to help create perhaps a coaching business that he does helping change beliefs, people's belief systems around money and real estate. I know I'm not, I'm not speaking about myself, but at least it's a metaphor and a story for uh, you know what other people could sort of get from opportunities that are arising for me there's the share market i mean it's a freaking it's the ultimate sale of the decade of the of, of the century of our lifetime knowing that unfortunately there are a lot of companies that have massively dropped in value but there's a lot of opportunity there to be able to um, help support the, the the regrowth of that company but also at the same time then make quite a lot of money from you know the values of those um, going back over the years um, and then, um, what else? Other opportunities. Uh, I guess because my main uh, line of work now, outside of being a coach, is representing my company called Prove It. And Prove It is a community marketing platform, or for people who've never heard of that before, multi level marketing or network marketing. Because I'm a professional network marketer, <laughs> I just know that we've absolutely got the deal of the century for so many people out there that want to sell essential oils, light bulbs, whatever it is that you can find as a service or a product that that um, that brings you joy, brings you happiness, that you could then share with people. You can then basically give the solution that um, to a person's problem that you're helping them to, to find is to be part of an online community when we can't be part of a community at the moment, like face-to-face -face as well, um, to provide online income and then also access to a product or service that might help their health at this time or help them with something that they need to help them get through the time that they've got. Yeah. I, and I'm glad you said that. I want to, there's something I want to, that as I'm listening to you, something that keeps coming back to me, heart connection. Um, whatever the business be that it's connected to you, there's a difference in being in business, even if it's your own business, or being a business for somebody else or selling for somebody else, um, if you don't truly believe in it, there's that, that break. Like you, we talked about, you sort of mentioned it earlier with one of your clients who was like, oh, I, you know, I've been doing this, this line of work and it doesn't bring me joy, it doesn't bring me fulfillment. And oh, boom, all of a sudden, I hadn't thought about it this way and now she's getting this because it, for her, I, I'm guessing, and I, I, you know, I'm guessing this for you too. I know it's for me. It has to feel really good inside. It has to connect with who I am as a person. Like, I'm not going to go out and sell, you know, weightlifting equipment. I don't care about <laughs> it. It's just, it's not, it doesn't align for me. And that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, talking about personal wellness, um, that makes sense for me. And it's something I enjoy. Yeah, getting to like get to know myself. Actually, I think that's something that I think is really important to understand for yourself is what that is when you jump in, you take that leap of faith. Um, and the other thing I've always noticed too, and, and you sort of touched on too, like yes, you've touched a several different areas um, in business, all of which brought you some sort of happiness or yeah, happiness to your life. And I think that I've noticed that too with a lot of entrepreneurs. It's not in a, you're not necessarily linear. Like the story evolves and we get to pivot. So like right now, right now with what's going on in people are home, what's happening, like what's happening with your current businesses 
and wedding is sort of another thing that's trending now that people are but for me um yeah so okay so basically my uh my online health coaching that i do as a nutrition and lifestyle coach and even personal training but and also life coaching all online nothing's changed with that i still got clients i've got more people wanting to work with me which is great my face-to-face -face people that I've got here um, on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, yeah, there's a few people that have had to drop off, not because they don't want to actually be uh, around me because we've got a two-person rule here at the moment, so I can legally work here, no worries, one-on-one -on -one with people. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but unfortunately, like some of those clients, they've had to completely close down their businesses. Uh, one's a dentist, she's you know, had to lay off six of the staff um, and just no money. So I totally understand that. And I've given some different solutions to that, but it just hasn't worked out. My business though, um, representing the company from Texas has gone ballistic. It's gone crazy. So I think a lot of people are, for the first time, perhaps if they've got belief systems in their head about um, online business or representing companies that choose to use uh, a network marketing model instead of a traditional model or an affiliate or whatever, um, they're now open to it because it's probably some of the only opportunities that they've got. Um, so there's that, then there's, um, and there's still ways of doing like, for example, uh, I've had two Ubers come and pick up product from me, <laughs> from other people that don't want to actually, they want to self-isolate and all that. So Uber I think would still be in business because I'm getting a lot coming to my house. Um, but uh, what else? I guess uh, so. Yeah. So out of the two main things that I do, my coaching stuff has changed a little bit with face-to-face -face type sort of stuff. But my online-based business, with regards to getting people ketones, has really gone ballistic, especially in countries where we're not even supposed to get the product. <laughs> so get that. Sweden and the Middle East is where I'm spending a lot of my time on Zoom. So very interesting how that works out. Why? Why do you think that's grown? So quickly uh, well I think it's probably also to do with the um, <coughs> the the well okay what's going on with COVID in those countries or lack of what's going on there or just perhaps more so the mindsets of the entrepreneurs that I've connected with in those different places and how they're thinking their way through all of the challenges of now so I think it, this is where it really is it all comes back to that whole idea of your network is your net worth so if your network at the moment is a whole heap of people really that don't really serve you or they've served you for long enough and now you want to move forth to having a different mindset around the way that you eat, breathe, live, work, all that sort of stuff, you will find it very uncomfortable as you move out of that area to change your, you know, your inner circle. You're the average of the five you associate with the most, another, another quote. So essentially if you were to move on from doing that, then um, you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of friends that are probably going to fall by the wayside. You've got to be prepared for that. Yeah. So um, I think it's it's all going to come back to the people that you've been associating yourself with that then I think will influence whether or not things grow for you or they sort of subside. So um, which is uh, could be a really tough thing. So hence at least I think for people who are watching this, if you're sort of in that situation where like a bit of an action thing, if you're in this situation where you've got a lot of friends that you know that are sort of more of a poison for you rather than something to help you grow, then I would be like, I would, and you use social media a lot, a lot. I would be like, it's time for you to actually start doing a bit of a spring clean of your, your social media stuff so you can completely change your feed. And then also if you've got a bunch of friends that you hang around in your local area or that you're Zooming with and all that, that all basically just get on calls and validate each other's BS, <laughs> then maybe you need to change that too and reach out to some new people that challenge you on some of the belief systems you've got. Yeah. And that's and I, I, I love that you summarize that so well because it, it's so true. Um, just you know, we, we talked earlier, touched earlier about changing the feed in your social media on, on Instagram or who you're following. Um, you know, it's okay. Like, it, for me, it boils down to it's okay to say no, right? It's okay to say no to things that don't align for you. Um, it's okay to say yes to things that make you feel good and that are positive and bring you to a place where you where it it elevates you and pushes you to grow. Because we're always growing. And, and I think it's, 
something that I've noticed just in the last several weeks, like we kind of have this choice, right? We're in a space where we can live in this abundance of fear about what's happening in our health, you know, in, in the health of the world, or we can choose to look at all the opportunities. And Jess, we've talked a little bit about, you know, you've, you've start, shared several of your things that you're seeing. And I'm saying like, the world is healing. Mother Earth is actually healing, you know, LA can finally, it's almost smog free. Um, I was at the top, I so fortunate, like I, I live here in Colorado and I'm very close to Red Rocks and I was up there yesterday and I could see the airport from Red Rocks and you can't see that on most days. And so the air is pretty clear out here, but it's clearing. Um, so our, our mother earth is healing. People are spending for the large part, like the downside, yes, people are, the world economy has, has taken a major hit and there are people that are concerned about finances. The plus side of that, the people that are, are maybe home, not working, and yes, they may or may not have family situations, there's more time to get to explore who they are. There's a lot more personal development work. There's yeah. a lot more relating with the people that they live among and they live with it. We were so used to like being good at being busy. Yeah. And being unbusy is actually okay. Because I think that's where the root of growth can happen. Um, there's so yeah. much that I think, I mean, those are the things I'm seeing. And, and so, like, you have that choice of living down here or living up here. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so true. And, and, and what you say about the earth as well, I mean, that was now remember because I'm looking at my list of things that's the other thing that I had on there it's this massive opportunity for this um, mud ball that we live on called earth to absolutely not become to, to move forth from being a mud ball to like this amazing freaking place that uh, you know back to primal times where like the sky is clear and the waters are clearer and, and more drinkable and um, like at the moment here where I live in Australia there is so many butterflies everywhere everywhere like i go for a surf and they're just hovering all around my head i put up a video on my own personal profile the other day of we um i went for a bike ride with my girls and we found this tree that was completely covered in butterflies it's just like that to me is very indicative of the earth, the earth healing and being very happy um and then it doesn't take long to just google you know water clarity venice you see what the water in the venice canals look like prior and what they look like now animals are returning to Wuhan in China and people are seeing blue sky for the first time in years. And I think it's really cool, you know, like this is what the earth is needed as well, big time. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, far out. I think we're, I think we're sitting in a really opportune time in life. And I, I say that because I feel that. I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I haven't had my own sense of Fear and doubt, and what's my purpose, and, and all of that, because that certainly has has played a role. However, every time I kind of go there, I come right back and say, "Wait, look at this. Look at mm. the reality of what we get to be, of what we get to mm. have." So, and um, as we wrap up, there's a final thought. Any final thoughts that you can share of your own journey or inspiration to others who are sitting on that teetering point of I think I know. Uh, uh, I think. Um, well, okay. So, if someone, if someone, if someone out there that's listening to this has basically been um, umming and ahhing for ages about should I do it, should I not, I would take a trip into the future and imagine you're on your deathbed. And I'm sure you've heard this analogy plenty of times before. But if you've been sitting there, if you were sitting on your deathbed, when you do sit on your deathbed in the future. Do you really want to be sitting there talking about what if, or would you rather say what if now and then take action with those things and make them a reality? Um, and the thing is, is that, guess what? You're going to fail. Yeah. You are going to fail. But change that word, reframe it to the word feedback. No failure, only feedback. So you're just going to get a lot of feedback that helps you to then take you to the next level that allows you to do what you want to do. And if you're not open to actually going through that process and you just want to basically you know, whinge or complain or, you know, talk about what if for the rest of your life, that's cool, do that. 
but you're probably going to find that you'll lose a lot of friends over time if they're wanting to go to the next level and ask themselves that question. So, um, you know, just do it. Just, you know, far out, Nike Air. Isn't that the way the ad goes? Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Take, take, take it. <laughs> just, just, yeah. just, just do it. So, um, and, and if you get a lot of feedback the first time you do it, great. Yeah. You know, awesome. Fantastic. Stuff up faster. Fail faster. Get more feedback faster. Thank you for saying that. Fail faster. Because it's true. I mean, you're going to fall and fall and fall. And that's okay. And there's going to be a time when you get to stand up. And when you get to stand up and you start to run, damn, that feels good. So now yeah. I'm going to try with my quote that I'm going to totally botch. I'm not going to actually try to say the quote, but it's, it's, around, it's a very annoying thing. She talks about the fear factor, right? And it's about, she believes, and I, I concur, people are more afraid of their own light, of living in the brightness of what they can be, so they, they choose to stay in their own dark. Because mm. And I totally botched, I mean, like, it, it, but it, it's the quote that I go back to frequently. I actually have it on my vision board because it's, it's true. I felt that. I've gotten to this point where like I can touch the light within myself and I want to walk towards it, but then something brings me back and I'm like, oh, wait, keep going, keep going because the light is worth it. Yes, it's scary. Yes, you're going to have to walk through the ring of fire, but the reward is so much greater. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. No, I hope that, uh, well, yeah, I hope that uh, if anyone has, the people that have been listening to what we've been saying actually uh, uh, get value out of what we're saying and um, and not just take on board this. Actually, that's the probably the, the, the last thing that I'd like to say that's sort of relevant to your last question is that um, knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is power. You have to actually do something with it. So don't just sit here and listen to what we're saying and go, yeah, it was a really nice little talk and do, 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 and maybe I'll do that one day. Then you're always going to be that way. You've got to action it. That's the, that's the important step. And I think that uh, <coughs> if you don't know how to action it, then surround yourself with people that do know how to action it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a, that's a wonderful gem. I'm going to leave it on that. Um, cool. Brad, thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. I didn't realize I, I was looking at the time there and I'm like, wow, we've been talking for ages. This is, this is <laughs> it goes cool. fast. Sometimes it just, sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think it's the same thing when you're having fun, joy, talking about what uh, you're talking about, then it just all sort of flies by really quickly. So um, if you don't get joy sitting there and selling light bulbs at a, a warehouse store, then eh, maybe you should move on. <laughs> you know, it's time to do something that actually does bring you a bit of happiness and so that you can, um, well, in the words of my wife, who actually created a, um, a personal development course years ago, um, it was called Reconnect to Your Joy. And that's what she told people to do. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Fred, thank yeah. you. Thank you, and I will also include your links to, to find you in, in the notes as well. No worries. Awesome. Fantastic. Oh, great to be on here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely.